0: Good afternoon, Fabcasters. This is our Bar with the Drive Time podcast with a book review. This is an amazing book. I'm not going to open it, but I'm going to show you how many many leaves I've tabbed. But it's called The Gospel Comes with a House Key by Rosaria Butterfield. She is a uh, former academic. She was a professor at Syracuse and uh, a former um, activist and very involved in the LGBTQ community. And one of my favorite lines is she says she wasn't converted out of lesbianism, she was converted out of unbelief. And I love that because it's about belief, isn't it? And it, whereas we're focusing on behavior um, is not the issue because it's about focusing on the heart, it's focusing on our beliefs. So this thing is all about hospitality. Now, she breaks it down in her book, Radical Ordinary Hospitality. She says that radical ordinary hospitality. It, it's on page thirty-one, and she says it's using your Christian home in a daily way that seeks to make strangers uh, neighbors and making neighbors uh, children of God. That's on page thirty-one, and she says that this this act of radical ordinary hospitality is is a is a way for us to to gain access to people's broken hearts like letting them in like the like the greatest spiritual uh, warfare weapons are an open door in a hot pot of coffee in a warm bowl of soup and a box of Kleenex like I love that it's not about standing on a corner and, and arguing with people or it's not about trying to convert people it, it's not even for her case she mentions a lot in her in her speeches and in the book and in podcast interviews that uh pastor ken and floy his wife invited them invited her and her partner into their house for for fellowship for a meal and that first time she he didn't quote unquote share the gospel with rosaria he just gave her a hug. Floyd kissed her on the cheek and says, love to do this again. And slowly but surely, um, she came back. She was wooed. She was loved into belief. Uh, It started to to click. Now, she breaks down the the words further. Radical meaning to change from the root. Ordinary meaning like everyday, commonplace, um, consistent. And then hospitality is really the love of strangers. So radical, ordinary hospitality is radically changing at the root, consistent every day, like every Thursday in their neighborhood is neighbor night. Like they'd go and walk through the neighborhood and, and pray for the neighborhood and invite people over. And when they had snow days, when they lived in North Carolina, they would have a worship service in their house. And... Um, So hospitality is also taking in neighbors, taking in strangers, and I love this quote in here that says, God never gets the address wrong. And if you live in an apartment and you're thinking, gosh, I can't stand the neighbors above, they're too noisy, I can't stand the neighbor below, can't stand the neighbor to my left and my right, well, God never gets your address wrong. It's not about people changing their behavior, right? It's about God wants to love the socks out of off of your neighbors through you. Isn't that what He wants to do at work? Like isn't that what God wants to do on the freeway? Isn't that what He wants to do in your home and with your family? God wants to love others through you because that's how He woos people into the kingdom. I don't think anybody got argued into the kingdom. Nobody got stumped on a street corner and then gave their life to Christ. It's, they were interested, they were fascinated with someone's selfless sacrifice and love and radical, ordinary hospitality. So, um, I love what she says about practicing radical, ordinary hospitality is our street credibility. It's our street credibility with our post-Christian neighbors. You know, post-Christian means, like, the decline of Christianity. It it allows us to listen and and to speak a word of grace gracefully into dark places. And she says that our words can only be as strong as our relationships. Like, that's super convicting. And then on on page, I believe it's uh, page 40, she says, Your best weapon is an open door a set table a fresh pot of coffee and a box of kleenex for the tears that may spill and I, and I hope that our homes can be a place where the environment is safe enough that the walls fall down and people could let down their guard and say man this is this is where i'm really at and like my with my interview with alex early uh a month or two ago believers you got to pave the way someone's got to go first someone's got a role model honesty transparency vulnerability I I know I've said before that vulnerability is kind of like it's kind of a misnomer because vulnerable means you can hurt me and I don't I don't believe I can be hurt because you would have to hurt the Lord who lives in me but you can't hurt him so you can't hurt me because my life is hidden in him does that make sense so, uh, but our homes aren't our homes. And I've been seeing this. I've already been thinking um, along these lines, like nothing belongs to me. Like like this board doesn't belong to me, so I lend it out. Uh, my my house doesn't belong to me, so people can come in and wear it out. Like my couch, my white couch doesn't belong to me, so I don't care if people are sitting on it and, and wearing it out, because it's not mine. It's, the, it's the, the venue where God wants to use to... To love on people, God sees a world full of thirsty people, and He wants to quench their thirst through through us, through the believers. We are we are merely conduits of His of His grace and His love. So there's all there's so much I can say about this. It all it reminded me that of how much hospitality I've received in my life. Now, after college, I was uh, working at Starbucks as a barista saving up money to pay for seminary. I was putting myself through seminary. I was taking uh, two classes a semester and I had gone, on my second year in seminary, gone through a a very difficult breakup. I was engaged and uh, to someone I was with for six years, super hard times. And I had upwards of ten sets of house keys. Like I had a ring and off the top of my head here I, I had uh, my mom and dad's keys. My older brother gave me a set of keys. Uh, my sister gave me a set of keys. She lived also in the area. Uh, my my grand uh, my grandparents, uh, who are, they're both with the Lord now. Mama and Papa, they gave me a set of keys. Um, the Cortez family gave me a set of keys. Who else? Who else? Um, the the Mohler family gave me a set of keys. And at any time, I had. I mean, I had meals all throughout the week. I had always had a place to crash. And uh, the, the house in, in Yorba Linda, one of the houses that I stayed at, um, it was really a halfway house. Like all the people in the house, and then the, the owners of the house also owned a plumbing business. And, and the plumbing business was just a means for God to re- redeem and restore people. Because the, the owners of the plumbing business and this house would hire people out of halfway houses. People, and then the agreement was they would stay clean, they would stay sober, subject to random drug testing, and they would go to our Monday Bible study and then and then come to church with us. And it was an amazing, motley crew of redeemed and restored people. And then there was me, the, the, um, the heartbroken seminary student sleeping on the couch. I was the only one without a bed, which was awesome because I could sleep on the floor, and there was also another uh, a little girl in there that they adopted. So, um, I mean, that was a great time of my life where I didn't really realize it until later on. But what God was doing through radical, ordinary hospitality—not like what Rosaria Butterfield talks about in her book, um, meals for the neighborhood, right? serving hot meals is incorporated into their budget. It just is. And when she goes to Costco, she has got a list that's in her purse and she, she sends out on, on the app that they use for community. It's called the Nextdoor app. And I downloaded this app to my to uh, my tablet or like my wife's iPhone. But uh, Nextdoor is a way where the whole community can, can be in sync. Like, hey, who needs me to pick up groceries? Let's all go to my house and it just just a, just a strong community and a little rabbit trail here what if we did church like we do school districts like when someone wants to quote unquote come to come to our church we would we would respond by saying well well you live closer to this community and it's an awesome community it's an awesome local church why don't you go to that one like what if we did it in zones because Proximity means accountability. I will never forget, we lived in Hawaii, in a city called Kaneohe, and uh, I was just having a rough time. And a uh, good friend of mine, his name is Tommy, Tommy Guns, I said, hey bro, uh, would you like to walk Lulu? That's his dog. Hey, you wanna walk Lulu at the park? I'm about to walk Palm Benny. those are my dogs. And he read between the lines, he's like, yeah, man, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. And so we met, and I just had this, didn't even let him say hi, I just said, dude. And I unloaded. Proximity means accountability. There was another time where he was going through a rough time. And I said, bro, stay there, I'm headed your way. So I walked to his house. It was about a mile or two, but I needed, I needed the space to gather my thoughts. And we spent all night talking. Spent all night. And uh, his lovely wife came over and talked to my wife. So we just did this swap a where thing where the guys were together in one house and the girls were together in, an, in another house. And that house that we had actually started to shift because every Monday, we'd pack it. We'd pack the house. And uh, the houses in Hawaii were on stilts. So the house started actually started to shift after a while. My windows were... You can see where the house was shifting, but praise God if my house was destroyed because we were just doing what the Lord wanted and that's radical, ordinary hospitality. That's how I got saved. That's how many people have, been, have gotten saved, aka uh, delivered from unbelief to belief. It's because they were loved. And so, believers, if you know the Bible, if you have a perfect record at church, but you're not being hospitable, maybe, I'm not going to say you're downright evil and offensive, but I'm just saying maybe maybe it's time to open the doors and see what God can do. Even for the extroverts, even for the shy, even if you don't believe your house is conducive for for community group, uh, give... Give your heart over to radical, ordinary hospitality and see what, and let God handle the rest. He'll sort it out. And so um, with that, may, may your doors always be open. May you always have a fresh pot of coffee and a pot full of soup ready to go for whatever stranger comes in your way uh, that needs to become uh, a neighbor of God. All right, Fabcasters, peace out. Buy the book today on Amazon. It's also on Audible, read by the author. Peace.